There's two kinds of desperation. One is we're desperate to see God moving in our communities. And it's a deep longing in our hearts to see God at work and to see families being touched and saved and brought into the kingdom. And and that's a good desperation. But I think we sang this morning about another desperation. And before we can reach the fulfillment of that destiny, desperation, we need to be desperate to be aligned with God's plans and purposes. That we are desperate to be in His presence. We are desperate just to see and hear what He is saying and what He is doing. You see, Jesus said that I would never do anything that I've never seen the Father do. And I would never say anything except I've heard the Father say it. Now that's a desperation to be walking in the alignment of God's plans and purposes. And I believe this morning God is calling his people back to that desperation. That our hearts are aching for his presence. That our hearts are just aching just to be where he is and just to hear what he's saying and just to see what he's doing so that we know when we hear it we can say it and when we see him doing it we know that we can then do it and it'll all be for his glory and we'll see lives touched and changed that's our longing isn't it come on that's our longing our longing is not to be sitting in here uh, just like a club our longing is to see God moving in our communities and uh, I just want to share one or two things this morning uh, about uh, what God is imparting into me for Lanarkshire uh, he's, had me, he's had me preaching in Lanarkshire for so long now and uh, I now have moved into, into fellowship into Lanarkshire and I believe God wants to do something across this county and uh, I don't know if that excites you, but it really excites me. Yeah, it really does excite me. And what I'm going to share with you this morning, I pray that it will capture something of your spiritual imagination as you see God wanting to, to do and to move in almighty power. If you've got your Bibles, want to turn this morning to start with Joshua chapter 5. Just going to give a very short word, and then I want to share... Uh, this, uh, this strategy, that's what I want to call it. It's a strategy. It's not a vision. It's a strategy because uh, you all have vision, you see. But strategy is how you reach that vision. Strategy is the steps that you need to take in order to bring that vision to pass. Amen? Uh, and it, it's good to have a strategy because then you can measure your progress as you work towards fulfilling the vision that God has given the fellowship here. And I believe that God gives individuals visions, but I believe that the local fellowship is the place where these visions are worked out. And it's a, your visions make up the corporate vision. And so everyone is needed, everyone is part of that, and to not to be just a spectator, but God expects his people, his body, to be working out his plans and purposes. What a privilege that is, isn't it? Come on, isn't that a privilege? You can shout hallelujah if you want. Isn't that a privilege? Amen. Okay, we'll set up a... <laughs> we'll set up an amen, Sheila. Amen. <laughs> 
Joshua chapter uh, 5 and verse 1 says this now when all the Amorite kings west of the Jordan and all the Canaanite kings along the coast heard how the Lord had dried up Jordan before the Israelites until uh, we had crossed over their hearts melted and they no longer had courage to face the Israelites what uh, an amazing picture that this is can you, uh, uh, it'd be hard to, to put yourself into the, 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 the place or the children of Israel at this time but you remember that they had wandered for 40 years you know they, they could have been in their destiny much earlier than, they, they, than this time here and remember when we're reading about the book of Joshua remember we're speaking about a man who's 80 years old at least 80 years old. He's not a young man yet. We, we think of, of Joshua being a young man. He is an old man. He, well, he's 80. He's older than me. Uh, and he's, uh, he is a leader of God's people. So you see, age does nothing. Uh, it doesn't mean anything in the kingdom. Because when God wants to use a person, age doesn't come into it. Abraham was, uh, was, a, was an old man, and, and, and Caleb uh, was an old man. He was 85, and he was still fighting for the mountain. Come on, 85 years of age, and he was still fighting for the mountain. I want the mountain. How, how desperate do you want the mountain this morning? You know, how, how desperate do you want to, to walk into the, you, the destiny of why New Beginnings is here? New Beginnings is here is not really just to sit here. New Beginnings is here to impact a community. That a community is completely impacted. And uh, how would you love to see people queuing up here on a Sunday morning? Come on. How would you love to be arrived here and people were queuing up on a Sunday morning because they knew that something of God was going on and they are hunting, they are in a spiritual battle out there. The people in Moonisburn are in a spiritual battle they, because there's that part of them that is really uh, sort of searching and seeking for God and they're filling it with so many other things. And yet, we have a, a, a company of people here and other Christians in Moodysburn who, who know what it is to be able to sing these songs or sung this morning. They were songs of hope this morning. They were songs of promise. They were songs that God is so much interested in moving here in Moodysburn. And sometimes I feel that God is more interested in doing these things than we are at times. And, but when we start to get desperate for Him, we then take on his desperation for the nations Jesus king of the nations you know we're part of a, 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 a global people you know we're not isolated in uh, new beginnings here we are part of the body of Christ we're part of a global community I wasn't going down this route this morning. Let's just go with, with the Holy Spirit because I, I want to bring uh, uh, part of the strategy with you. But uh, we're part of what God's almighty plans are through Jesus Christ at the cross. And so he, he was dying in order that nations would be discipled. And uh, I long to be part of that group. I'm still, I'm getting old, I'm getting a bit older now, but I still want to be part of the group that disciples Scotland. You know, uh, come on, Scotland is a nation mentioned in, in Matthew 28 at the end of it in the Great Commission. You might be looking for it, but it's not there, but it's part of the nations. And the commission is for the nations, and we're planted in a nation. 
whether it's in, in Scotland uh, or whether it's in the UK, depending on what your outlook is. But we are part of something that God wants to touch and what God wants to heal and God wants to save and God wants to disciple. And the people he uses is, is, is the body of Christ, which is you and I. And I find that so exciting this morning. Uh, uh, see, that's what makes me get up in the morning with excitement that I'm part of something that God wants to do. You know, the almighty God of heaven, the creator God who upholds all things by the word of his power, he is interested in using you and me in this day, in this generation, to bring about his plans and his purposes. And so, here is a group of people, and they're standing on the cusp of something great. They're standing on what was promised away back in Egypt, that God would lead them to a land that was flowing with milk and honey. And they had come across all these with the crushed Red Sea. They'd seen the power of God moving as they crossed the Red Sea. They come into Sinai, and they experienced something of the holiness, and the righteousness, and the power of God. And then they came to, the, to the, the border of the land. And they were a way to enter into their destiny. They were able to enter into all that God had promised them. But they believed the lie. They started to believe something that wasn't true. They started to believe the ten spies who came back with a negative word. They came back with a positive word. And they said, yeah, all that God said is true. But. All that God said is true. But. And sometimes there is the fellowships lose out on their destiny for a number of years because they think that they have to believe the, the buts. They don't have to believe the buts. Believe God. Believe what God is saying in his word. Believe God what he's saying when you pray. Believe God when there's a prophetic word comes out of your prayer meetings. You see, because that's what prayer meetings are for. They're not for us just to talk all the time. They're for us to listen to what God is saying. And we need to be open to what God is saying and he uses the prophetic word in the prayer meetings to bring all these things out. And so here is a people who are about to enter into the cusp of their destiny. And I believe in these closing days there is a destiny yet to be fulfilled for the body of Christ in Scotland. Because I believe we're going to see something happening in Scotland that is going to out, out, uh, outrank everything else that's happened all down through the years. All the revivals that have taken place down through the years have all been localised. But I believe God is about to do something that is going to touch a nation. Come on. Are you, are you with me here? Do you want that to happen? Yes. Just to see God moving in almighty power. And to turn the heart of a nation back to himself. How wonderful it would be if the, if the valleys and the mountains of Scotland were filled again with the praises of our God, eh? Imagine go down the street and you, you, you know there is, there is places where God's people have got so desperate that God has come and moved. And you can't get into a taxi without, without the gospel being preached to you, you know? There is places where you can, you know, you go to Uganda and every taxi you see, uh, Irene O'Connor, this. every taxi you see has got a Christian name on it there's so many because they have been touched by the power of God they got to a place of desperation you know when Adi Amin is Adi Amin Adi Amin was in power uh, and, and, and the Christians had a terrible time but that didn't say oh well it's not their time they believed it was their time 
And they, they gathered to pray. There was a desperation about their prayer meetings. It was said that if you're out into the bush at night, all you heard it was like the buzzing of the bees because God's people were lying on the, on the, on the ground in the jungle and out there crying out to God that they would come. You see, that's desperation. And they were aligning themselves with God. And God moved. And God moved. And God came. And God brought just so many, so many people into the kingdom. Many of the churches that are moving around the world today in revival. And God's moving almighty power. They don't start at quarter to eleven. See, or eleven o'clock, not just the public service. But they're so desperate that they're there at half past six in the morning and seven o'clock in the morning and they're crying out to God. Do you see, that is being desperate. That is saying, God, we're we are serious about what you, we want you to do here in Moodisburn. I walked into a church one morning, I was an hour early. And the whole church was gathered praying. I thought I'd missed my time. But see, they were desperate for God to move. And they didn't just come and sit down about 11 o'clock and say, it's the morning seven. They were here from early in the morning, crying out to God, praying over every seat, praying over the preaching of the word, praying over, over the people that were round about the church, praying, 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 praying. God's challenging me. Is it challenging you? That God's not going to move unless we pray. Unless we really pray. I was sharing recently about uh, about fellowships. There's some fellowships where prayer is almost non-existent. You know, there's no corporate prayer at all in them. Many of the churches in Scotland have actually shut their prayer meeting down. Because it is so poorly attended. Nobody's seen, they just weren't interested. And a lot of these, these places have now had to, if they shut the prayer meeting down, you can almost rest assured... The church will shut down. Then there's other, other fellowships and prayer is there. There is corporate prayer uh, on occasions, uh, but it's not right in the heart of the fellowship. There, there's other fellowships that I know of where prayer is, is a ministry within the church. There is a prayer ministry within the church, there's a prayer team, but it's only for those who are in the prayer ministry. And everything's left to the prayer ministry. And well, the prayer ministry is a step forward from, from prayer just being occasional. But what Jesus is saying, my house will be called the house of prayer for all nations. And when you see what a house of prayer looks like as a fellowship, it's completely different 
because prayer is at the centre. There's nothing happens except there's hours and hours of prayer. There's prayer going on in people's houses. There's prayer triplets going on. There's people meeting all week to pray. There's women meeting to pray. There's men meeting to pray. There's joint prayer meetings. And then when a Sunday comes round, there's prayer most of the Sunday. Because what? They're desperate to see God moving. Surprise, surprise. That's the fellowships that see God moving. In almighty power. I didn't need to go, I didn't want to go down here this morning, but that's the way that the Holy Spirit has just taken me down. Because we need to capture God's heart here. We really need to capture God's heart here. We need to get right into the very heartbeat of God. And it doesn't matter if you're Rachel's eh, Rachel? Is it Rachel? Yep. Does not matter if you're Rachel's age 12 or Jack there who's 16 or whether you're male or whether you're female God is calling you this morning into that place of intimacy into that place where you're hearing what God is saying I was in a fellowship last week and there was a young girl she was uh, she was 10 and she came to know Jesus as her saviour <laughs> praise God eh come on she came to know Jesus as her saviour she was 10 years old and she was standing there and she had committed her life to Jesus Christ <laughs> maybe you, you need to be a charismatic to understand the next bit <laughs> You know what she said? When they prayed for her and prayed over her that uh, her life would be complete and, and, uh, and the fullness of the Holy Spirit. This was, this was out, the, out the mouth of, of, of babes. She says, I feel sugly. <laughs> she says, I just feel sugly. <laughs> that's, what, that's the only way she could express how she felt. Is God was moving in power on a 10 year old's life. Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great if we saw young people being saved? Come on. Uh, uh, what's your name again? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Who really looks after Sunday school, is that right? Wouldn't you love to see a revival amongst children? Wouldn't you see see a revival in the schools? It's possible. But it's just not gonna happen. Unless there's this heartfelt cry out to God one, uh, one prayer warrior was praying one morning and she says God, God, she said would you please return prayer to the schools and she was crying out to God desperate and that's a great prayer and the Holy Spirit cut right across her and she said the voice was almost audible I'm hearing what you're saying but how about praying that prayer returns to the church? Because prayer must be the centre of a church. But you see, that's what it takes. It takes that desperation. That lying on, on your face before God. 
that will weep out. You know, I think we've lost the ability to weep over sin. When was the last time you wept over no Moody's burn? Because what does the psalmist say? He that goes out bearing precious seed and weeping. I'm paraphrasing it now. Shall no doubt come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves with him. Come on, eh? Come on. I'm longing to see Scotland moving like this. As I go from place to place, I'm preaching this message, but it's not happening. And so here's a people. They've wandered for 40 years. And their destiny was within reach. But they believed the but. You see, when God's moving amongst his people, the spiritual powers of darkness over that place really get disturbed. <laughs> Amen? It says that all the kings east of the, of the, uh, the Jordan, the fear of death was in them. Because they've seen a people moving in the power of God. They've seen a God who's able to part a river and allow how many, how many million people through? They must have watched this and said, wow, look at the power of their God. Moodisburn is not looking for a new definition of Christianity. It's looking for a new demonstration of it. In which the power of God is evident. I have so much more to say, but I'm running out of time. Let me just say that uh, as you read down Joshua 5, that's your homework, okay? But I want to tell you, and I, I, you can read it from yourselves, Joshua chapter 5. But just let me bring out uh, uh, one or two points here. The battle for Jericho was won spiritually first, okay? It wasn't won by fighting, or it, it was won spiritually because God, or J the manifestation of Jesus Christ, and the leader of the Lord's army came with his sword drawn. And Joshua said, whose side are you on? Are you on our side, the enemy's side? I want to tell you, don't ask that question. Here's what you say, God, I want to be on your side. <laughs> because your side always wins. And then the angel, the first thing that happens when Joshua recognizes who he's standing beside is he falls on his feet. And the angel says, take off your shoes because the ground you're standing on is holy. I want to tell you the beginning of transformation is surrender. You will never be involved in transformation, whether it's in your, in your own life or in, in the lives or the, the fellowship or in the lives of the community without utter and total surrender, standing in the presence of God. The second thing was that the angel said, I, let me just read it to you so I get it right. It's in verse number, uh, uh, now it says in chapter 6, now, Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one went in and out. Went out and no one came in. And this is what the Lord says. See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands. The battle was already won spiritually. Come on. You, you, you know, we go out there, but the battle is won on your knees. 
The battle at Calvary was won in Gethsemane. Not my will, but your will be done. So the battle for Calvary was won in Gethsemane. And the more we really get into the presence of God, the more we surrender to Him, the more we'll see God fighting the spiritual battles that He wants us involved in. We are in a warfare. You know, we're not on a playground, we're in a warfare. There's, there's huge spiritual battles to be fought. And the enemy knows that his days are numbered because I believe his days are numbered and time as we know it is drawing to a close. But I believe that now is the time to fight spiritual battles. But the place we start to fight them is on our knees. See, I have delivered Jericho. It's so tightly shut up. And you might look out in Moodysburg and say, look, it's so tightly shut up. How can the gospel break through into a community that really is all shut up to the gospel? Now you can look at that, you can look out in Moodysburg, you could say that. I drive through places and I say, God, it's impossible. Until we start the battle on our knees. And God says, what you're praying for... I've already done it for you. It's always first a spiritual battle. But then it's a physical battle because God needed men and women, hands and feet, to walk round Jericho. So what starts out being spiritual then starts to turn in, in, into physical. That you and I are the feet on the ground of the risen king. Amen. Eh? That you and I are the feet on the ground of the risen king. We are his feet. Where is his arm? Where is his tongue? And so he needs men and women like you and me to bring about the plans and purposes that he already has said is done. Not only is it... uh, See, God's plan's always radical. (laughs) Because you and I and the greatest, I don't know what you call them, strategists would never in their imagination come up with a plan like this (laughs) but you see Joshua knew who he was dealing with it was spiritual it had already been done it was physical he got instructions what the hands and feet were to do and it was radical there was nobody could say it was Joshua that won the battle that day (laughs) you see God is jealous of his glory one of the great revivalists in Wales going back to even before the 1906 revival 1904 revival and he went to his meetings on horseback imagine me coming from Plymouth on a horse eh? but that's that's what they did in these days and so he was riding back at midnight from a, a meeting where God was was starting to move and he's writing and God stopped him short and this is the question God asked him can I trust you with revival can I trust you with revival you see revival when it comes out of a heart of prayer it's still God and it's it's sad when you see the hand of man being put and trying to control the presence of God. Don't allow anyone to put their hand to stop 
the presence of God from being manifested in your midst. Because the minute you stop God from manifesting his presence, it might come in different ways. See, we are so tied up in how we think things should happen. But God doesn't work that way. God is God. David wanted the presence of God right at the heart of his kingdom. But he knew that the ark of God was away someplace else. And how sad it was that for years, for about 20 years, there was nobody ever sought out the ark of God. In Saul's time it was never sought after. But the minute David became king over all of Israel, he wanted that ark right at the heart of his kingdom. But he went about it the wrong way. And they, they built a new car and they put it on the new car. You can read the story yourself. And that poor man, he touched the ark. God killed him. Very serious not to interfere when God's working. Don't know if you read my, my post on Facebook this week. Quite a number of positive, positive replies. This is what it said, I'm paraphrasing it. Don't judge when you see other people being under the influence of God and the Holy Spirit. They might be laughing, they might be shaking, they might be lying on the ground, but don't you judge them because you haven't walked in their shoes and you don't know what God is doing in their life at that moment. If they're laughing, it might be that they've had so much sadness that God is releasing so much joy. But rejoice in the fact that God is doing something in their lives and not judging them. We're so quick to judge what we think, well, that shouldn't happen in a meeting. But if God's doing something, do you want to be the one that puts his hand on it and say, hey, stop it? You know, it's serious. And we're praying for God to move with the power of the Holy Spirit. We want, we've got to allow him to do that. It's radical. But I'll tell you, when God starts to put a strategy together, I want to tell you, not isn't it radical, but it's normally simple. It's not very complicated. It can't be complicated if I've got to do it. There's no complication with God. He just says, this is what's to happen, and you do it. And my last point, and I'll move on to my slides very quickly, is this. That when you are in this place of, of fulfilling the plans and purpose of God, I want to tell you, the plan of God is normally inexpensive. It doesn't need a big budget to put out the plans and purpose of God. You know, you see churches and I've got this huge uh, uh, budget for, for this and huge budget for that. I want to tell you, when God is moving around mighty power, it doesn't need money. <laughs> It only needs sacrifice of the people of God to submit themselves to God in order that he works through them and you don't have to print leaflets. You don't have to have all the big hoo-ha that goes on. All you need is to walk forward in the presence of God and the power of God and to see God moving in almighty power. Amen? You see, when God moves, the only expense... It's the sacrifice that you're willing to give. Because he provides the power and the presence and to see God moving and doing wonderful things. Right. 
This is what was in the newspaper just recently. It says that Britain is no longer a Christian country and you stop acting as if it is, says a judge. Did you read that? Did you not read that? That's, that's what a judge said. Uh, and uh, that Britain is no longer a Christian country and should stop acting as if it is, says a judge. We say no, right? Come on now. We say no, it is a Christian country. And we will break through again with Christianity in our nation. Amen? Because we believe that we have the power of God behind us. And it doesn't matter what a judge says. We know what the great judge of all the nations says. That we are a Christian country. Scotland is built on that. Scotland is a covenant nation with God. Signed with the blood of so many people in Greyfriars Churchyard. That we will not accept this. And this is what it says. I believe that God is preparing Lanarkshire to be a hub for revival. Amen. Come on. Uh, that excites me. That really does excite me. That God is preparing Lanarkshire to be a hub for revival. Now under Lanarkshire up in the top there, I could put Moodysburn. You could put Moodysburn in there. Because it's all local places that are going to be part of what God is doing. And so our next one is... We need to connect the people of Lanarkshire, we need to connect the people of Moodysburn, where? To the throne room of God. We need to bring them right into the very presence of God. And as Joe has so greatly witnessed this morning, that is done by prayer, by intercession. And uh, interceding before God on behalf of the people of Lanarkshire, Every Christian having a prayer assignment. Come on. That you have got a prayer assignment in this. You have an assignment and you pray through that. Say, if there are 30 people, pray every day for a year. You know how many, how many days of prayer that is? If 30 people, a covenant to pray, a prayer assignment for a year, you're squeezing 30 years of prayer into one year wow isn't that amazing that we can can compress you know what is it Joe says I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten and we can compress into one year 30 years day of praying when only 30 people take up the challenge <laughs> what if 300 take up the challenge we have the ability to reach into the throne room of God and to bring the people of Moody's burn. And I'm going to show you how that is possible. And then we've got to identify and start to train up praying a task force of people who are able to pray with people. I'll come back to that, maybe we'll see. But the next one is Moody's burn, Lanarkshire, is made up of a, a fabric. It's made up of, of, a, of, a, of a fabric of, of how it, it, it operates, how the people operate. And I've made it very simple with A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, so it makes it easy to remember. Arts and entertainment, the business and finance, church and religion, daily news and media, education, family and government. So if you play into uh, each of these uh, in relation to what's happening with them in Lanarkshire, you are really touching the heart of the fabric of Moodysburg. You're bringing the people in the very throne room of God. And so if they're involved in arts and entertainment, if they're involved in business and finance, church and religion, it might be the, the news and media, it might be education, family or government, and every Christian having a prayer assignment linked into one of these, can you imagine what God could do? Come on! 
Can you imagine what God can do in amongst all these things because you're praying in the very fabric that makes up the region in which we live. And so intercession is just an amazing thing. The next one is interaction because after you've connected the people of Lanarkshire to the, the, the throne of God, it's then your opportunity to connect the people of Lanarkshire to the word of God. Because when you are praying, you're getting words from God that you can stand and declare them over your tongue. You do that already. You do get words from God that you declare over your tongue. You stand in that flyover or you, you walk around the streets and keep on declaring the word of God. Because you are not only uh, uh, declaring the word of God over a people, you're declaring the word of God into the, into the spiritual powers of darkness that you mean business that God is going to come and reign here. Amen? We want God to reign in our communities, okay? And so we have interaction, and to do that we declare the word of God over Lanarkshire and to the powers of spiritual darkness to rule over the town. Interacting with the people with the gospel, the power of God unto salvation. You know, it's all in the word of God. But you've got to pray in order to open up the hearts and minds of the people. And once you, you open up the hearts and minds of the people, then you can go in declaring the word of God because what? They're ready to receive it. Because the Holy Spirit is already working in your community because you've brought it up to the very throne of God. And God says like Jericho, I have delivered it into your hand. And so when you are in the presence of God, you're bringing all these things, all the people of Lanarkshire, all the people of Middlesbrough into the, the presence of God, then it's time to give them the word of God. And so you interact with the people with the word of God. And then you connect the people to the power of God. And come on, isn't it wonderful to see a people connected with the, with the power of God? And that's intervention in their lives. It says this, to bring the message of salvation not only in word but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul, that's Paul's prayer. I don't want to just be a preacher. I want to preach in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. To see God moving in almighty power in people's lives. And then to connect the people of Lanarkshire with the power of God intervening in their lives because it's only when the power of God intervenes in their life that they come to the joy of salvation oh God you're so wonderful you're so gracious to us that you allow us to be a part of whatever you're going to do and then you connect to the church of God so you've connected them to the throne of God you've connected them to the word of God you've connected them to the power of God and then it's time to bring them in and connect them to the people of God Amen. you can see the progress there can't you that God is saying this is the progress at least and I've called it interfacing a modern, a modern term to bring those saved into an atmosphere uh, I don't know if it's where that is uh, there's a bit uh, being clipped off the end there uh, of fellowship that's what it is that they develop into mighty men and women of God but here's here's what I say to develop a show me form of discipleship not only give them a book on how to pray show them how to pray don't only give them a book on how to, you've got to read your Bible show them how to read their Bible because we need to draw alongside people and show them that is the best form of discipleship I'd rather see a sermon then hear one any day. Anyone know that poem? No. Nope. Nobody know that poem. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any, any day. I'd rather one would show the way than merely point the way. It's a great poem. I'll bring it next time I come through. Okay? 
and uh, we're going to move on from here so interrelation and credit to all the people of God because the church of God must be geographical especially in a town where Christians together sharing the giftings and working with each other in order to bring this about themselves not only uh, the leaders of, 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 of fellowships must not only see themselves as pastoring a fellowship actually pastoring a town or a county and you're getting a wider, a wider vision all the time of what God is doing. And then uh, the last one is connect uh, uh, to all of Lanarkshire, interdependent. The church is not an island, but the body of the risen Christ. Therefore, regions must come together as part of that body. Praying, preaching, caring together that the prayer of Jesus might be fulfilled as we are one, that they might be one also. So you've connected the folks to the throne room of God. You want to connect them to the, the word of God. You want to connect them to the power of God. You want to connect them to the, to the church of God. Amen. And then uh, you've got to connect them to all the people of God. And then it goes out, uh, out wider to a region. Uh, I've only shared this once before, but people were getting excited about the strategy, that they would, they would want to be involved in this strategy, they, they would want to see. It's interesting that I preach in Buddhistburn, I preach in, in, in Glenboig, I preach in uh, Coke Bridge, I preach in Wishaw, and I preach in Lanark. And if you put it on a map, it's almost a straight line right out through the spine of Lanarkshire. And imagine if all, even these five fellowships were, were, were joined in, 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 in praying and in, in mission and whatnot. Imagine what could be done in Lanarkshire. And uh, so uh, I, give this, uh, I give this strategy to you. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to release it to the people to do it, and I would oversee it rather than, uh, than do it. I haven't got the, the because of the Genesis situation, I don't have the time uh, that I would like to have. And, uh, but I believe that God's saying I give the strategy and the guidance and other people do the work and so all I'm asking this morning that you, you pray into this as a, as a fellowship if you would want to be uh, part of this Connect Lanarkshire uh, what, we, what we probably need is just one or two from this fellowship to be part of a, a wider network and just to see what God can do I'm excited about what God can do because I didn't make this up this was down, I believe this is down, downloaded to me from the Holy Spirit and uh, I just want to go with this and uh, I'll leave it with you this morning uh, walk into your destiny get before God so that he can say listen Moody's burn's already been given to you why? because you've cried out to me and cried out to me and cried out to me and then you become the feet on the ground in order to take that and it might be radical what God's telling you to do. I remember a, a guy in Lairg, a pastor in Lairg, and he, he prayed and, and, uh, uh, and this very thing. Uh, and God said to him, right, and I want you, it's about Christmas time. And, uh, and this is what I believe God said to him. He said, I want you to go out and buy bags of potatoes. Just bags of potatoes. And I want you to put four or five potatoes in each bag and knocking on every door and handing four or five potatoes into, uh, into every household potatoes come on God but he says I believe I hear from God so I went out and I bought all these potatoes and I put them in uh, all these bags and we knocked every door and the response was amazing 
absolutely amazing. They made contacts with people that they had never ever contacted before. And people to this day still speak about the potatoes. And they started coming to, to, to the fellowship and to other churches because he heard what God was saying. <laughs> and then it was simple. Go and buy potatoes. Ever read the book Faithly Potatoes? Ever seen the film? In the midst of all opposition, potatoes! That guy has got a ministry now that I believe the last one was about three quarters of a million at his day on his, on his ranch in South, America, uh, in South Africa. God's plan might be radical, but it'll be right and it'll be simple. And then, in the name of Jesus, it'll not be expensive because you don't need money where God's power is in operation. I'm sorry about all my time. I just felt I wanted to do that. It's up to you as a church, as a fellowship. If you want to to be part of this, if you want to have one or two people that want to join on a far wider uh, uh, team uh, from all these fellowships and just to see what God can do. Father, we thank you that you are interested in our communities. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you died for them on Calvary's cross. God, would you forgive us of how how little that we've prayed and how little we've wept about our neighbours, about our streets, about our community. Would you speak into our lives and hearts that draw us in to a place of desperation that you start to become the air that we breathe. Because God will long to see you moving through the gospel and power of the Holy Spirit. Help us not to keep wandering. But like the children of Israel, ready to step in to the destiny that you have written for us at this time. In Jesus' name.